Welcome back to another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Dude, it's really good. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll get into the episode right after. Did you start slowly speaking out of Australian to English? <laughs> I think you kept trying and then you just stopped. Is that what happened? I feel this like you kept trying it. and then you were like, uh, I'm done. Like mid-sentence. I'm like, wait, is he done? All right. Enough shenanigans, let's get to the episode. Before we get to the episode, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Association Against Cancel Culture, or the AACC. Is life not going right for you? Are you not achieving everything you've hoped for and dreamed? If you're one of those people that has been on the receiving end of almost everything, but not everything that you want, do not be one of the idiots that tries to take accountability for any bad thing that has ever happened to you. Instead, take the advice of the AACC, make the right decision, and blame cancel culture. The AACC is partnering up with the Association of Comedians Who Enjoy Saying the N-Word, the Underage Children Enthusiast Commission, and now Nikita Mazepin's hashtag WeCompeteAsOne initiative to bring to light how society is just too damn sensitive. Join the likes of Nikita Mazepin, Chrissy Teigen, Ellen DeGeneres, Matt Damon, J.K. Rowling, Aaron Rodgers, Akon, Louis C.K., R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, and Kevin Spacey to tell these cancel culture vultures to buzz off. Now seems like a good time for a quick intermission for a reminder that the views of the sponsors of Eaton Asphalt do not necessarily reflect the views of the Eaton Asphalt podcast. Anyway, the Association Against Cancel Culture wants you to join with them in solidarity to let the world know that what's right isn't always right and what's wrong isn't always wrong either. The Association Against Cancel Culture. Stop being so sensitive and please pay attention to us again. Let's podcast. Fantastic ad, fantastic opening by our Australian lad, Ian. I think I know why you were playing that Australian. It's because we're driving down under this weekend. How are your feelings? How are we thinking about this weekend? I'm super excited. It's been a while, uh, 2019, since we've raced the big round four-wheelers. Daniel Ricciardo going home for the first time in like three years at least. Uh, Yeah, I'm super excited. (laughs) Very impressive. Honestly, it feels like I'm talking to an Aussie right now. Hey! (laughs) All right. Fuck me. All kidding aside, very excited to be back. Another F1 weekend. Um, And I feel like we had a nice little break last weekend to where we didn't have to uh, do the whole F1, F1 song and dance. So, yeah, man, extremely excited. What about you? How you doing? I am doing well. Not only have we not seen like the Australia race itself for a while, like this race, we'll talk about it later, has just completely changed. Like we don't know what we're kind of going into. We got the nope. new cars that can hang around, and then they're just like they're putting like the boosters on a racetrack. It's like your own Rainbow Road. Just like we're gonna be like, <laughs> all right, let's fucking put this on turbo mode, two hundred cc's. See you later. And I am so excited for it. 
Yeah, we'll get into it later when we talk about the Australian GP, but yeah, they've I mean they've resurfaced the road. It's a quick track to begin with. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a big one, and and boy are we pumped. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we'll talk about some news that's happened since we were last racing, a little bit about the Australian Grand Prix, and then get right into our race predictions. So let's kick it off with some news. <laughs> All right, starting off with news, what I think is probably the biggest story over the last two weeks, Nikita Mazepin, uh, as as we said in our ad, it just happened to correlate, um, Nikita Mazepin blames not having his F1 seat, uh, blames it on cancel culture. So, um, genuinely, like, laughed out loud. I was by myself when I saw this. I was like, oh my god, like, what is the justification here? Uh, Watched the interview. He was pretty brief about it. He was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't want to say publicly what I think here I don't see any good that could come from it it's like dude just give it a rest like why did you, what what PR team member let him take that interview in the first place he's like thinking to himself he's like this is like a really good subtle hint that no one's gonna get about but I'm gonna express my views it's like no you you're pretty blatant about your feelings on this matter which brings up a good uh like, he brings up a good point that it's, I mean, this seems like a no-brainer. Like, starting to blame cancel culture for everything in my personal life that doesn't go exactly like the way I want to, I mean, get ready, because that's, that's definitely going to happen from here on out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say that right now. If we don't make, like, if we're not the number one F1 podcast in six months, cancel culture. Yeah, thanks a lot, cancel culture. Yeah, no, it wasn't for you guys. We'd be the top. <laughs> That's great. Speaking of past F1, but we're going to talk a little bit next about future F1. Future F1 goes through Viva Las Vegas. Hey. I am so excited for this. Uh, right now, so we're... Blah. Not only is it in Vegas, it goes down directly down the Vegas Strip. If you look at the actual race lap there, it, it covers pretty much like every fun historic place in Vegas all the way down the Strip. It's perfect. I mean, it's going to be a very, very sexy race to do at night, which they are at doing. At night. So. At night, dude. They just, they're doing it right. So that makes it three races in America, more than anyone else on the grid, obviously, large com- large country. And it's like, America's kind of, it's segmented. It's not like, you know, any, it's not like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to cut that part. But you know what I'm saying? I, I do. You're it's saying like, it's very not, it's not different. Like it, it's not the same. Different parts of America could be their own, like, they're completely own countries. Like, if you go to, like, France, like, you're going to get, like, a French, you know, like, France is France. But, like, I mean, fucking Florida is not the same as Minnesota. Yeah, the people, the environment, anything. Right. Yeah, three races in America already, more than anybody else. It's like becoming such a such an American sport. Like this country's where the money is. So I have a, a hypothetical for you that when so when a fourth race is inevitably added, where would you want to see it? Give me give me your fourth uh, you know fourth place that F one stops in America. Um, I'm trying to take it like a couple of different extremes. I think one would be like a New York. You know, kind of like that Tokyo feel. It's just like big cities, very colorful yeah. like lights. A very cool street race, like a, a real, real street race. I, I would kind of think of it as maybe hit some cool buildings. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe like um, Lake Tahoe, you know? Nice. Just go out there, some nice backgrounds, destroy some major nature to make the track itself. But like, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm here for the Fuck views. nature. Fucking put a big old track, put up some hotels, <laughs> let's commercialize the shit. But man, look at that backdrop. <laughs> okay, my, my answer for this was uh, San Francisco. 
and I want the Golden Gate Bridge to serve as a straight, which would be two times longer than the current longest straight in F1, which is in Shanghai. Uh, so yeah, that like having that as a straight, like as a DRS, I guess you would have to come back, wouldn't you? I don't know dude, how thick that bridge is. The, dude, the only problem too is like on a windy day, those cars are gonna be shaking. <laughs> They're gonna be struggling. But like, imagine that. Like, imagine having to close the San Francisco bridge because it's like, hey, we want to do a car race here, and these cars Sorry. are so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like a like in Ho- like Hawaii maybe Honolulu, like around some some nice. volcanoes and shit. Oh cool. yeah. Uh, man, America's the best, isn't it? We are. Dude, we are the just best. Making it, we make everything better. Um, okay, moving on from Las Vegas, let's talk about the Spaniard on the grid, Fernando Alonso. Um, I didn't really catch that he used his second ICE in the second race, mm-hmm, um, yeah. but he will now be moving on to his third ICE. ICE stands for Internal Combustion Engine, so his third one in three races. So, uh, I mean... Gotta gotta say it that he is on track to go through twenty three engines this year. That's some good um, math. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressive. good. Wow. Uh, you do get a penalty after you use your third one. So basically, Fernando's gonna have to start from the back of the grid uh, for his fourth. For you know when they use like a new engine, which I, I assume is gonna be next round in Italy. Reach forward, did if you do the if you play the numbers. That's true. <laughs> Um, if you remember, do you remember when Max did this in Russia in 2021, oh, yeah. by the way? He was, mm-hmm. that was badass. He came up to finish in second place. Um, yeah, that was, that was just like a crazy They're defeating cool... for like a Mercedes fan too. For that yeah. reason, like, fuck, oh, we're dude. never going to win this thing. Yeah, and on the flips, I mean, Lewis in Brazil last year, like that, yeah. he, he got put back 25 spots, dude. Yeah. And he still won that race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, it's just, I think like if you look at this a level deeper, um, Alpine were super quick on the straight last week or last race. So like a lot of people were saying like, Oh, like, you know, they've, they've, that Renault engine is super stepped up. Um, but I guess it just wrecks their engine. So yeah, like, I mean, like, like I'm not uh, sure how worth it it is. Like full throttle until the car fucking breaks. Yeah, exactly. Just play that baby in party mode for the whole I'm sure race. it'll be fine. Perfect. Uh, moving right along. We got Audi. Getting him back in talks with the McLaren F1 team. Um, McLaren have been having some financial trouble in the recent past. Uh, clearly, they're not, you know, very exciting of a team this year. It doesn't seem like too much promise. It seems like, you know, they try to be nice and be like, hey, you know, step by step, brick by brick. I, mean, I feel like, you know, you're just breaking ground on a large house to get back. <laughs> but, I mean, I could, we've been wrong before. Uh, Audi, on the other hand, have been really trying to get into the door of F1. Recent numbers, I think the last time they were talking, they were trying to pitch about 450 million euros for our European fans. You're welcome. Try to get all demographics here. We're and international. Yeah, we, we, we cross borders here, people. And the recent offer now has been 650 million euros. Uh, so it's getting pretty pricey to uh, to join F1. And it seems like with this recent popularity that like it kind of makes sense. You know, It's just like high inflation of, of F1 teams cost. Yeah, I, like, it's expensive to where, you know, like, obviously they had some reason, like, Audi had some reason to be like, okay, 450 million euros is, like, a rational amount to try to buy this team. And, yeah, having to come back with, like, a, you know, almost 50% increase of what they initially offered, like, it's good. It's encouraging because, like, yeah, F1's growing that much, and it's, it's exciting to see. 
maybe maybe Audi was like, we're gonna anchor so fucking hard low. <laughs> like, oh my too. god, my bad, my bad, guys. We'll come back to to market price here. I definitely hope Audi do come into F one. Like, just having that little bit of a shake up. I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe Audi has uh, maybe Audi has the answer to return to McLe- return McLaren to glory here. But um, all right, let's move on from that. Lewis Hamilton in the news for skydiving here. So it's not necessarily news that he skydives. We know that that's the case. Um, F1 drivers are adrenaline junkies by nature. They're, you know, Michael Schumacher liked to skydive. Um, you know, these guys just need, you gotta, you gotta scratch that itch if your yeah. typical job is going around a circuit at 350 kilometers an hour. Um, but yeah. It, like again, skiing it's not, on like a dangerous mountain or something like that. Or like yeah, exactly. Wet, you like need to mountain. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it wasn't news that it, he did skydive. Um, what I what I saw that I wanted to bring up on the podcast was how many times have you had to guess? Would you say that Lewis skydived? Because my answer was one, to be honest. Usually, most like most normal people, it's not like they're usually like let's go back, you know, let's run it back. Yeah. Um, I heard that he did seven, and then he tried to go an eighth, and then. They just like unfairly didn't let him go and get his eighth. <laughs> I heard like the rules. It was like, hey, that's unfair. You're not allowed to do that. And they're like, sorry, buddy. And he was like, wait, like, like, is, is that a new rule? And they're like, oh, it's just it's just a, it's half of the what the rules. You can try eight next year. Bye. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, but the real answer is ten times, dude. Ten times he jumped out of the plane, which is absurd to me. Like, uh, like that's a day. That's a. I mean, that's gonna take some time. Yeah, it's gotta get like take time to get up into the air. I think but there's and there's not a chance in hell that he's the one that's repacking his parachute. They have another parachute ready to go on standby. There's no way that you see Lewis Hamilton just stuffing that parachute back into his bag. Dude, sooner than later, Christian Horner is going to be the one that hires that guy for the parachute, and there might be like oh. a technical difficulty Whoa. or something. Whoa. Whoa! Be on the lookout. But yeah, that's just you know Lewis Hamilton baller shit, baller guy doing baller shit. So, uh, speaking of a not baller, uh, Helmut Marco always in the news. <laughs> Don't know why he's 150 <laughs> years old. Has, why do people keep putting him in the limelight? He has another he loves, fun quote. He loves making headlines. He like is that is a pastime of his. He's a, like a fifth or sixth grade girl just being like, I'm going to stir so much shit up every chance I get. But last week he went on to say, last year Sainz beat Leclerc, but this year Leclerc is in top form. This means that you can't expect any support from Sainz. So it will be like a situation like ours where there's really – a very clear number one driver. This is just a, such a shot at Sergio. The dude got pole last like last dude, round. He rips on Mexico, his hometown, <laughs> saying that like, hey, he should be used to terrorist attacks. And then he goes on and just backhand, like bash his own driver. This guy is trying everything he can to get Sergio not to want to come back. Dude, he was he was like talking about the the Gasly deal too, where he kind of like ripped them both drivers. I was like, what is this guy's deal? I've never seen somebody love anything as much as Helmut Marko loves Max Verstappen. Maybe the other, the next closest thing is Christian Horner. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christian and Helmut, they're they're just like competing for Max's love. I swear they're all one family. I think like like <laughs> Helmut's actually Christian's dad and Christian's Max dad because like that's how much they love each other. All right, let's shoot from last year's almost top of the grid to the back of the grid and talk about Haas here. Uh, Michael Schumacher. 
Michael. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Mick Schumacher had quite the crash last week. They both had um, quite the crash before. Their okay. last crash was quite the crash. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit the pie this time. <laughs> Mick Schumacher's crash last week cost Haas about a smooth $1 million. Um, that I mean, it was obviously a big crash. The car fell off when they got tried to when they tried to tow it off. But yeah, Haas uh, in the news because of that report of how much it was going to cost to remedy that situation. Uh, another piece of Haas news, which I just love how much they're you know I love how much spotlight they're getting right now. Um, our favorite principal Gunther Steiner was asked if he was disappointed with P9 in the last race. Uh, you know, only getting two points, and he said, you know, last year for two points, I would have fucked the whole paddock. <laughs> <laughs> I love still, again, half the sentence you say normal, and then you go, good to time. <laughs> good to time. Drop the, drop the good their hammer. Uh, yeah, he said he would have fucked the whole paddock for two points, uh, and then immediately went back and said, oh, no, I said hucked the whole paddock. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, you didn't. It's like, yeah, hey, we have that pretty clear recorded. He let that slip, and he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I mean, what would you have rather seen? Oh, if I were Gunther from last year? No, if you were, like, you, Ian, watching the race, would you have rather seen Haas get those two points, or? Uh, oh, oh or... <laughs> or yeah. No, dude, I mean, give me said. the paddock. Give me the paddock. There's some good-ass-looking boys in that paddock. Give me that. <laughs> I mean, I would have, I would have done Haas in the two points, but I mean that's just. <laughs> hey, everyone has their their twisted little, little so. We are getting right off, along. All right, getting off the tracks here. Keep going. Hey, if mine goes stays in, yours stays in. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, move on right along from that mess. Uh, talking about the race this weekend, updates and changes here. So Red Bull brought in a lighter floor and some lighter wheel suspensions. Changes about 8 kilograms of weight reductions, which equates to about 0.25 seconds savings of time saving a, a lap here. On the other hand, we have Mercedes. I've been saying for a while that they've been planning to get new parts here. Those parts did not come in. So um, they're expected those updates to come in email. They had two weeks to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird how Red Bull, you know, gets it done, boom, onto the next. And they didn't have as many needs as. Mercedes, and then here we are. Red Bull is gonna be causing some Ferrari fans some worry too. I bet. Yeah, and Mercedes definitely will not because <laughs> their car uh, didn't let Lewis Hamilton out of Q one last week or no, last race. Rather, straight for fine. We're fine. Oh yeah, it's fine. fine. Incredible on the straights. That's why every other engine that has the a Haas, the Haas F- engine is super strong. <laughs> every other team that has a Mercedes engine is at the back of the grid, <laughs> and it's not close. So no. good for them. Yeah, I I mean, I, during our race predictions, a little preview here, but I was going to say, like, Lewis doesn't get out of Q1, but I was like, I mean, nothing's nothing's really changed. Yeah, right. Why, why would I expect it maybe not to happen again? It's like, it's a, it's not like a wild, it's not a wild, wild card prediction. No, um, that's a car <laughs> prediction, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, enough news. Let's get into what the people care about. Let's talk about the Australian Grand Prix preview. Grand preview. 
So we've been racing in Australia for a long time, but the first time that it was recognized like as a round in the F1 championship was 1985. Uh, they were racing in Adelaide, Australia. It's like an hour, 30-minute plane ride from where we race today in Melbourne in the land down under. Uh, 1996 was the first time that we uh, moved F1 from Adelaide to Albert Park. Uh, Albert Park is a street circuit in Melbourne, Australia. So been racing there ever since 1996. Um, we only missed 2020 and 2021, obviously because of the Rona. It was a bummer, but uh, luckily we will be racing there until 2025 at least. This is typically the first race of the season, um, with two exceptions beyond the COVID misses of 20 and 21. Um, which means a lot of drivers have had their debut here. So only Yuki, Zhou and Mick Schumacher um, have not made their debut here, the, of the current drivers on the grid. So yeah, this, this is an important one. This is one that's going to be here to stay. Um, and I'm glad because not only does it seem like a cool party atmosphere, but it's a pretty cool track and, and really good races have come out of this one. So let's talk track. Albert Park is the name of this circuit. Got 58 laps around to complete a Grand Prix. 14 turns on this track. It's about 5.2 kilometers or 3.2 miles long. So um, cool parts about this track, it surrounds Albert Park Lake. So there's just a big lake in the middle of the infield. Um, it is one of the faster tracks on the calendar. Lap times are going to be anywhere between like a minute and 18 to a minute 19 for qualifying. Race laps are most likely going to be within a minute and 20 to a minute and 22 seconds. The big talking points from Australia. Uh, there are four DRS zones here, which is insane. Um, there have been talks recently about how DRS could seem a little bit too powerful. You know, it was initially meant to get you like close to the cars. Now it's essentially like if you're within half a second, you will just pass somebody just because of the way that DRS like gives you that advantage. Um, so we're going to be really doing a stress test here with how powerful DRS can be. Um, Charles Leclerc is going to work his magic, I'm sure, just with you know getting right behind someone before an important DRS zone. Uh, and another fun fact, Lewis Hamilton cursed at this track. He's gotten every pull since 2014, but he's only won the race once. So, yeah, kind of like interesting little talking point there. It's tough to think that he will be back up in the pole winning position after last week and after no he's upgrades to, flip to the it Mercedes. Around, you know, <laughs> maybe now it's the thing is I don't go pole, I win. So yeah, four DRS zones and Lewis getting pole here but not winning all that much is going to be what uh, all of F1 media focuses on for the next like three or four days. And lastly, let's talk about weather. No weather conditions look like they're going to be an issue here. Sunny and a high of 75 degrees Fahrenheit both days. Um, so no battle with the elements this time around. It'll just be kind of clean racing. Who's got the fastest car? Not a who, uh, like which driver can get through the elements better. So that is the Australian Grand Prix and Albert Park. Let's get to our race predictions. Let's do it, Ian. Uh, before we get to our race predictions, this next sector of the podcast is brought to you by a very special guest. We actually have the Crocodile Hunter's son, Robert Irwin, on the podcast to talk about his cause. Bobby, take the floor. Good eye, mate. I'm little Robert Irwin. Today, 
I'm here to promote something near and dear to my heart. Please join me in the attempt to put the Stingray race extinct. These little buggers are nothing but trouble. Just ask my dad. Oh, wait, you can't because those dingo bastards murdered my father in cold blood. For everyone local and traveling to Australia for the race this weekend, please do your part and murder every Stingray you see. It's shoot on sight, people. Let's make the world a better place and open up a little bit more room in that busy sea of ours. I'm Robert Irwin. Thank you for this message. All right, Robert. The fuck was that, dude? (laughs) Oh, dude, you are no longer on our podcast. Uh, He paid us. We have to post this, but we do not condone. Okay. All right, we're moving right along to our race predictions. (laughs) That was tough. I can't believe I'm not cutting a single second of that. <laughs> that was real tough. I practiced a few times. I was like, Ugh. that's not a little boy Australian, but we're gonna go with it. That's like Tiny Tim from Australia. Uh, moving right along to our race predictions. To catch everyone up, Ian is goddamn. To catch everyone up, Ian has a score of four to my two. Uh, let's hit right into these race predictions. I believe I'm going first this weekend. Who do we think will crash your DNF? I'm going to go with George Russell. Mercedes, kind of like, hey, we're going to try to really push things up. But it's not going to work because they forgot. George forgets, hey, we actually didn't get those upgrades. Fuck. I went hey, too we hard. Did. Car blows up. We didn't do a single upgrade. So no, sorry. Sorry, I forgot that we didn't do anything for two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to go with. Uh, Esteban Ocon. I'm going to go for... There have, we haven't been getting the crashes correct, so I'm going to go with the DNFs. And I think that Renault engine, based off of Fernando Alonso uh, needing a third engine in the third race, uh, just simply is not going to do. So put that's me down for Esteban Ocon for a DNF. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. For our winner, I think that this is the weekend that Carlos Sainz figures out his Ferrari. His Ferrari, uh, his quick, quick boy Ferrari has been obviously serving Charles Leclerc well, but put me down for Carlos figuring out over Charles. He beat him last year, like Helmet Marco brought up right before he just dragged him through the glass. Uh, but yeah, put me down for a Carlos Sainz win. I am going to go with Mr. Charles Leclerc because I think... Like Helmet Marco says, the great Helmet Marco, he's in a class of his own. Signs basically sucks ass and can't even compete. <laughs> yeah. So, like Helmet Marco, I'm going to go with the faster Ferrari, Charles Leclerc. Uh, moving right along, we're going to go with our last place. My last place is going to be Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. For we all know why, I guess. For pretty obvious reasons. <laughs> as long as he doesn't crash, he will be in last place. I will go with his teammate, Alex Albon. Williams back on the bottom. Williams is like, they seem comfortable at the bottom. You know, they seem like that's their home. Don't bother them. That's where they like it. Um, Driver of the day on the flip side of that, I will go with Max Verstappen. Seems like Red Bulls brought brought some upgrades. um, And, you know, he was already a great driver, won the last round. So I I just think he's probably going to be in a class of his own this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with my driver of the day. I'm pretty sick and tired of all those people saying that Carlos is not as good of a driver as Charles Leclerc, so I'm going to go with my driver of the day as Carlos Sainz. Moving right along, we have douche of the day. (sighs) Brought to you by Summer's Eve. Please check out your Summer's Eve mini products. It's spring season at Summer's Eve. No one does spring cleaning better than Summer's Eve. 
And if you use Eaton Asphalt at the counter, you get 5% off. Dish of the day, I'm gonna go with Max Verstappen. Maybe he gets a little frustrated with this like little chess match, uh, you know, Tay at the top, letting him DRS to get around a DRS since there's so many of them. He gets a little pissed off and says, not my watch. Boom, bang, douche. I like it. Boom, bang, douche. Uh, I'll go with Sebastian Vettel being the douche of the day, coming back off of not having raced for two races in a row. He hasn't raced a car in 2022 yet. So, uh, yeah, put me down for Sebastian Vettel. Um, kind of getting back into the groove, maybe cutting somebody off in qualifying or, or maybe, you know, tapping somebody during the race. I think that's a pretty safe bet for our boy Seb. A wild card prediction. I think <laughs> this just goes completely against what I just said. <laughs> Check out Resurrection. That's gonna do. That's gonna do Aston Martin in the points. Uh, but no. All right, for our wild card prediction, um, I think I did Haas in the points the first round, and then McLaren in the points the next round. So both of those have hit. So I think I need to go a little more wild um, for my wild card prediction. I'm going to say that no Ferrari gets on the podium in Australia. Okay, I like it. They've both gotten on the podium this like the last two in a row. Um, one was a one-two. So yeah, give me no Ferraris making the podium. All right, I'm I'm putting I have two, so maybe you say, hey, this one's a little less, this one's a little bit more likely to happen, because I'm not gonna land. Okay, I've, fair. Every single one of mine have been terrible, because <laughs> I just shoot for the stars. You know, it's like trying to do a crazy parlay. I like it. So my one is gonna be Merck scores more points this weekend than Red Bull. Okay. Or Haas scores more points than Mercedes. Oh, okay. Two, two, like all right, shocking answers to a weekend if that happens. So, yeah, Merck scored more points in Red Bull in the first round, but obviously that was because of, like, reliability issues. And that was due to two of their cars going out. So all you had to do is score one point. Right. Uh, dude, I don't think it's that crazy that Haas, like, scores more than Mercedes if Maybe they haven't made Maybe it's just my mind efforts. getting out. Yeah, my mind, like, has to compartmentalize that Haas could actually be Mercedes these days. Yeah. No, I would say I'd say go for Haas beating Mercedes this weekend. Right. Point. It's gonna be like Haas four, Mercedes twenty five. Like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Way off again on my wild card prediction. That's the point of these wild card predictions. Is it, dude? You're two for two. Dude. I know, first. dude. But I, I mean, everything that I've said so far has been a wild, been been a wild card worthy. Oh, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, I'm just let you do like if you want to win by cheating, fine, go for it. Moving right along, we got fastest lap. I'm going to go with Sergio Perez. I think that he kind of falls behind the group. They say, let's throw in some uh, softs. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to put uh, Carlos Sainz on my fastest lap. I'm going to go with what you've been saying, that he's going to figure it out. Uh, yeah, and yeah, saying that all along. Yeah, exactly. I, I want, so I think Carlos is going to win, and he's going to get fastest lap. So that means that he's going home with 26 points this weekend. Congrats, Carlos. Snaps for Carlos. Snaps for Carlos. Yeah, nice. And finally, uh, the one that's closest that we'll find out here, who is going to be on pole position. Um, give me give me a Max Verstappen. Haven't guessed him yet this year. I think uh, I think there's a chance that with those – with those, uh, I, put it this way. 
I don't think that Sergio Perez is going to out-qualify Max Verstappen two weekends in a row. I don't. I could see him not even qual- out-qualifying him uh, two races this season. So, yeah, put me down for Max Verstappen over Sergio. Once again, want to back you up. You have some great takes. I'm going to go with uh, people have been really doubting Carlos Sainz and his driver ability. So I'm going to go with actually Carlos Sainz for my poll. Good stuff. Carlos has a shitter of a weekend, and we're both in trouble. <laughs> Uh, I know because uh, winner uh, Charles because he's so much better than Carlos. That's true. <laughs> Did direct flip flop flip. Things flip, flip, flip. Said flip flop flip. Every time, baby. All right, all right. With race predictions wrapped up, that'll be the end of our podcast. We are looking very much forward to Australia. People are going to have to get up a little earlier or stay up a little later. I'm partying, than baby. I'm literally We're getting party. pregame. I get the pregame for it, dude. That's so exciting. The uh, Twitter world uh, that I follow that's in like Europe is very upset that they're going to have to wake up at like three or like four or five in the morning. Oh, and I'm like, dude, oh, sucks. Oh, oh boo! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So yeah, but uh, but I think the race is around eleven or midnight our time. Excited for this race! First time we've been back in a while. It's a quick track, uh, repaved. So we're gonna see some good racing this weekend. I'm super excited about it. We appreciate everybody for listening. We will be back with a review of the Australian Grand Prix. Let's go, everyone! Trip on the barbie. See assholes. See assholes.